Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 305 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of the Come Follow Me materials for this week. In October the 26th to November the 1st, covering Mormon chapters 1 to 6, Oh would that I could persuade all to repent. We're moving into the final section today of the um, individual study section, covered, covered in Mormon chapter 5, verses 8 to 24, and in Mormon chapter 6, verses 16 to 22. Jesus Christ stands with open arms to receive me. So Mormon continues his record. Basically, we've missed out chapter 4, but in that chapter, we basically learn that things get worse and worse for the Nephites to the point that they are swiftly um, becoming defeated. Um and Mormon, in verses 1 and 2 of Mormon chapter 5, says this, And it came to pass that I did go forth among the Nephites, and did repent of the oath which I had, which I had made, that I would no more assist them. And they gave me command again of their armies, for they looked up upon me as though I could deliver them from their afflictions. But behold, I was without hope, for I knew the judgments of the Lord which should come upon them. For they repented not of their iniquities, but did struggle for their lives without calling upon that being who created them. So Mormon goes back and he, you know, the, the love of God that is within him can't let him stand by anymore. He is seeing the destruction of his people and he goes to, to try and help them one last time. But even then, he knows that it's without hope. And it makes you wonder, why did he do it then? If he knew that there was no hope, if he knew that, you know, the judgment of God was going to, be, was going to come upon this people, which he did know because the Lord had said such to him, then why did he bother? I guess we well, I guess we may not never know, but I suppose it really comes down to the fact that he loved them with the love of God. And actually what's interesting with that is that we learn something about the love of God in there, in that kind of act that Mormon did. Even though he knew that there was no hope that they would be saved, he still went and he still did everything he possibly could to protect them. The only problem was was that they had to repent if they were truly going to be, be saved. And isn't that the same with our Saviour and us? Isn't he always, no matter what, trying to reach out to us? And even if he knows there is no hope, because he knows us so individually and he knows individuals who are not going to change or want to try and change, he still gives them as much blessing and as much of his support as he can to the point where they have to then make that change and repent to receive more blessings. And I love that parallel where we where we understand from Mormon because because of the way he does go back to lead this Nephite army, despite knowing that they are going to be destroyed. Um, that is like our saviour with us. He will be with us no matter what we choose. But if we obviously choose to follow him, then he can give us great blessings beyond that that we can imagine. As we go forward in verse 9, um, Mormon basically st starts speaking to the reader and he says, you know, what his hope is now. Um, and he says... Um, also, that, I, that a knowledge of these things must come unto the remnants of these people, and also to, unto the Gentiles, who the Lord hath said should scatter this people. Um, therefore, I write a small abridgment, daring not to give a full account of the things which I have seen, because of the commandment which I have received, and also that ye might not have too great sorrow because of the wickedness of this people. His great hope now is that the, the record that he has abridged and the record that he is finishing by his own hand will go forward, and he has been promised this, that it will go forward to the remnants of his, of his of this people that he's looking at right now, and also to, to the Gentiles, all, all of us today. He's, he's looking, he knows that this record will go to the latter days, and it will have an impact. It will have 
a blessing for many people that they may learn the lessons from from this destruction. Um, but what is you know very kind of him as well is that he doesn't write everything because we would have too great a sorrow for the wickedness of this people. Now you know we can get we can read this part of the Book of Mormon and Mormon and become very you know emotional and and sorrow and feel the sorrow from Mormon already. And so I can't I can't imagine what we would feel if um, he he shared more with us um, that he could have shared. He goes on in the same sentiment in the next following verses. And in verse 14, uh, he says, And behold, speaking about the record, they shall go unto the unbelieving of the Jews, and for this intent shall they go, that they may be persuaded that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that the Father may bring about through his most beloved his great and eternal purpose in restoring the Jews, or all the house of Israel, to the land of their inheritance, which the Lord their God hath given them unto the fulfilling of his covenant. This book, this record, is all about persuading all mankind that Jesus is the Christ. And again, we have this discussion of how can people not believe that we're Christian. Obviously, there are some that do believe in Christ that still think we're not Christian because of our actual beliefs in Christ being different to theirs in terms of the Godhead and other things like that. Um, but, you know, it is quite clear that we believe in Jesus Christ, that he is our saviour and our redeemer. Um, and that is the whole purpose of this record that Moroni is putting together. Mark E. Peterson said this, quote, Before his death, Mormon wrote that his record would, of course, be a warning to those he called Gentiles, but that it would be a blessing to the Lamanites. Also, he said that it would come with a special message to the Jews. For them, it was published that they may be persuaded that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Consider the significance of that scripture, close quote. It really is an important record. And this scripture, I think this verse is a really powerful one in terms of the message and the mission of this record. It isn't just a nice collection of stories. It isn't just, you know, a, a cautionary tale to people that they need to not be so prideful. It is first and foremost, a witness that Jesus is the Christ. Um, and if we haven't got that yet from this Come Follow Me study this year, then I think we need to go back and review it a little bit more. Um, I, uh, for example, um, our, my mission president invited us um, in my second Christmas whilst I was there. It was, in fact, it was our mission president's wife who invited us to highlight the name Christ or Jesus or whatever other names he has in the Book of Mormon. And I found over, a, oh, well over a reference per page on average, uh, well over that. Uh, and it is, it is all about him. It literally is. Um in verses 16 and 17, we see, um, you know, the, again, the disappointment that Mormon feels about his people. He says, For behold, the spirits of the Lord have already ceased to strive with their fathers, and they are without Christ and God in the world, and they are driven about as chaff before the wind. They were once a delightsome people, and they had Christ for their shepherd. Yea, they were led even by God the Father. Mormon is is painting the picture here of what happens to the, to those people who, who sin, who turn away from the, the saviour and don't seek to make changes in their lives. Um, they are driven about as chaff before the wind. They are lost in this world um, and they, they don't have their saviour to lead and guide them. Uh, Harold B. Lee said this, quote, Mormon described some people, his people from whom the spirit of the Lord had departed. And when I read, it seems clear to me that what he wasn't talking about was not merely at the, the inability to have the companionship or of or gift of the Holy Ghost, 
but he was talking of that light of truth to which every one born into the world is entitled and will never cease to cease to strive with the individual unless he loses it through his own sinning. Close quote. We are talking more we're talking here about more than just a member who has the gift of the Holy Ghost that loses it for a season, that doesn't have the gift of the Holy Ghost with them. That individual may still feel the Holy Ghost. They may still feel the love of our Saviour. Um, but what, what Mormon is talking about here is an individual who completely turns away from the light, not just away from the gift of the Holy Ghost and makes a, makes a mistake and then has to just change that mistake and then move forward and they, were, they will receive the, the companionship of the Holy Ghost again. But someone that has turned completely away and doesn't even allow the light of Christ to burn within them and... You know, this this is really, well, this is this is why the, the people, I mean, some some may think, oh, you know, um, they had an opportunity to change. Why couldn't they be, they've been given more time? But this is the state that the people were in. They had gone so far away that they were even not, they were willing themselves not to receive that light of Christ in their lives, which many people in the world today, even members of not of our church can feel the light of Christ. Um, but these this people had completely removed themselves from that, that opportunity. Um, and so as we go into chapter six tomorrow, uh, we'll start to see how the savior is there for us, how he does provide a way and how he will never turn away from us, um, because of the way he's outstretched his arms. And we'll read the final lament of our great prophet here, Mormon, as he calls upon the fair ones who have turned away from his love. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult, um, to study the, this section because, there is just a lot of sorrow and sadness, um, but there's a lot of hope as well. As we know, this record came forth and has had impact, an impact on tens of millions of people's lives um, because of the work that was done uh, by, by the righteous amongst this people. Um, please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, if, um, there's lots of discussion on there and you can share your thoughts on, on, the, on the study or, or whatever you've been studying. And you can also email session at gmail.com with your feedback or if there's anything that or if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode as well. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.